Welcome to The Road to Rural Prosperity, featuring stories about rural Oklahoma and rural America. Guiding us on the journey today is our host, Ron Hayes. Well, thank you, Billy, and welcome to another edition of The Road to Rural Prosperity. Ron Hayes with you today, and our very special guest is the President and Chief Executive Officer of the Noble Research Institute, Steve Rimes. Steve joins us today to talk about a new direction, a new focus for the Noble Research Institute based out of Ardmore. Steve Rimes says that regenerative agriculture is the next step in the land stewardship journey for noble and for farmers, ranchers, landowners across not just our state of Oklahoma, North Texas, but really all across the United States. And Noble hopes to take this particular focus of regenerative agriculture nationwide. We get into the story of the Noble Research Institute and their journey toward regenerative agriculture today here on the Road to Rural Prosperity, powered by Bank First, loyal to Oklahoma and loyal to you. We'll be back with Steve Rimes of the Noble Research Institute on today's Road to Rural Prosperity in just a few moments. With communities from border to border, Bank First lenders understand the needs of today's agricultural market. Whether you need to purchase land, equipment, or livestock, or maybe need an operating line of credit, call on Bank First. They are a certified lender with the Farm Service Agency and can help with specialized financing when other banks can't. Bank First is proud to serve the needs of the Sooner State's agricultural market. Bank First is loyal to Oklahoma and you. Member FDIC, loan subject to approved credit. The Oklahoma Rural Water Association. They've been representing water and wastewater systems across Oklahoma since 1970. The Oklahoma Rural Water Association was formed to enhance the quality of life in rural Oklahoma through the development and delivery of services and programs for the benefit of ORWA members and the rural people they serve. We are talking today with Steve Rhyme. Steve is the Chief Executive Officer and President of the Noble Research Institute. And Steve, maybe just before we get into this whole concept of regenerative ag, tell us a little bit about the, the move of the, the renaming of the research side of Noble. For many years, everybody knew it as the Noble Foundation. You've kind of separated out uh, some, of the, some of the functions. And now we have the, the Research Institute. Tell, tell us about that. Yeah, that's a that's a great place to start. Uh, in 2017, uh, we we were founded as the Noble uh, Samuel Roberts Noble Foundation in 1945. Um, our founder was Lloyd Noble, and he named the organization after his father. Uh, we've operated uh, very similarly to what we've done today. We work with farmers and ranchers uh, in consultation. We conduct science, uh, and we conduct producer education. In 2017, uh, we had the opportunity, we were set up as a private foundation, and most people think of private foundations like, say, the Gates Institute as organizations that just give money away. Uh, We were doing everything. We were conducting research, we were working with farmers and ranchers, and we were giving money away as a private foundation. Uh, And it's very confusing, uh, to be perfectly honest. And we were known in different parts of the state, uh, in different parts of the country, depending on how you interacted with us. And so the board uh, thought it was a great opportunity to split the operations. So we set up 
a new Samuel Roberts Noble Foundation that still exists today. They're responsible for um, grant making and uh, the conduct of different scholarship programs for students around the state. Um, and then the Noble Research Institute took the operations. So with that, um, we still conduct uh, consultation work with farmers and ranchers. We also conduct research and we operate about 14,000 acres, primarily in southern Oklahoma, uh, in working lands and in cattle production. I know that uh, when I first really became aware of, of the Noble Foundation and all the years that I've uh, had a chance to have a, uh, a, an association with you folks uh, covering events and, and uh, uh, moderating some things that you've done down through the years and the like. Uh, the tradition was uh, that uh, the uh, research, the uh, cooperative type work that you were doing with farmers and ranchers was about a hundred uh, uh, hundred mile radius or so of, uh, of Ardmore. But, but you've really kind of uh, changed that uh, just a little bit, haven't you? We have. Uh, in 1992, we decided to go to about a 100-mile radius. Uh, not about. It was a 100-mile radius. And so that took us from Oklahoma City to Dallas, about Paris, Texas, to Wichita Falls. The idea was, at that time, of of how many relationships you could actually manage as a consultant, but also could you get to that destination and back in the course of a day and get back and, and to be with your family in the evenings. And so as time went on uh, over the probably the last uh, 10 years, that boundary has begun to expand a little bit. Uh, and as we looked at the opportunity that lays in front of us, we, we really believe that Mr. Noble intended us to be a national organization. And so it will take us a few years to stepwise there. Uh, but our focus going forward would be um, the Noble Research Institute is, is focused on the nation's farmers and ranchers who um, are in grazing land production. I do know that uh, as you uh, have gone through uh, this uh, kind of this uh, uh, evolving of your uh, of your mission of the uh, of the scope of your work and whatnot, one of the things that has been kind of a constant has been this stewardship of the land, especially our grazing lands uh, here in the Southern Plains. That that has always been a, a key part of what uh, Noble has always been about. Absolutely, and. What is at the center of that? And not every organization is blessed with having the writings, the, uh, the talks, uh, the, the donor's intent that went through, that went with our founder. And so at the very core of the reason that he began this organization in 1945 was the stewardship of the land. And, and it even went a step further. He talked about upbuilding, rebuilding, restoring, uh, conserving uh, the land as we had it. And if you think back in 1945, we're, we're coming out of the tail end of the Dust Bowl. It really was an influential aspect and, and, and catastrophic event for Mr. Noble. And that's the whole reason he set the organization up. So it actually does me a lot of uh, it makes me incredibly proud to hear those words that you just said, because it, it means that we're sticking true to what our founder asked us to do. I know that, uh, you know, when we, we think about some of the more recent uh, conversations that uh, some of uh, the folks that with uh, within the Research Institute we've had uh, with them, a lot of it has evolved around and centered around soil health. And I guess maybe that's one of the stepping to- stones towards uh, what, you, what you're headed to now. That's actually that's absolutely right. Uh, the soil really becomes the foundation for forage development, animal health. 
the productivity uh, and ultimately the profitability of, of any piece of property. And so uh, taking care of the soil and stewarding it becomes the focal point of, of this management style. Steve Ryan's with us today, uh, President, CEO of the Noble Research Institute. And, Steve, a big announcement, really, I think. I, at least I, I considered it when I saw the release. I considered it a very, very significant announcement for Noble, uh, this decision to focus uh, uh, almost entirely on regenerative agriculture. Tell, tell me about the process of getting to that point of saying, we're going to do this. Absolutely. Um, well, we touched a little bit on it. It goes back to our founders' wishes. Uh, for certain. Uh, so we don't want to run afoul or, or outside the boundaries that, that he set up so many years ago. So it's a great starting point for us. Uh, we did do uh, a, an assessment on the outside of, of really the biggest challenges uh, facing producers uh, in this area of cattle production, grazing animal production, and working in the grazing lands. And what we came to realize is, is the biggest challenges are uh, land productivity and the regeneration uh, of these lands in the face of climate variability, the profitability that our farmers and ranchers are faced with. And then it's this idea of declining population of producers themselves. And so it was really these motivating factors within this central theme of land stewardship um, that pushed us in this direction. When you when you start talking about this idea of regenerative agriculture, what what is it and what is it not? What is it? Uh, it's really a decision framework, to be perfectly honest. And it, it's looking at those things that lay out uh, between the fences, and knowing that they're a living biological system, and how do I manage one relative to the other? And we, we do this in so many other areas, but not always do we do it when we get uh, to the pasture. But it's that interaction of, of livestock with the forages, uh, taking care of the soil so the forages are actually there for us uh, throughout the year. Uh, that has a, a domino effect with regard to, um, to water and its cleanliness and then also our bottom line on the economics what it's not is it's not a recipe. It's not a prescription. Uh, it's very difficult to lay out one set of best practices and say this is regenerative agriculture. It really is more becoming in tune with your own operation. And, of course, farmers and ranchers know their lands better than anybody else. And so it really plays to the strength of, of observation and management based on observation. When it comes to uh, uh, this particular focus, this decision to focus Basically, it sounds like about everything that you do within the Research Institute on regenerative agriculture. Uh, how, how does that change the way you're going to be doing business uh, as consultants, as, as you know, working with, uh, with farmers, ranchers? Well, at the core of it is we're going to continue to do uh, those big ideas, those big activities that um, we have always done. So our verbs are all about research, demonstration, teaching the principles and practices, that's going to continue. Uh, the content of what will be our focus will, will change. Um, this is going to focus exclusively on farmers and ranchers. I think sometimes uh, we, we can, as a research institute, get lost a little bit in ourselves and, and do research for the sake of research. Um, our focus is going to be on what is it that the farmer and the rancher needs to overcome those barriers that either keeping them from regenerative agriculture or the lasting use of regenerative agriculture. 
when we uh, start, you know, uh, looking at the questions that you're going to try to to answer, I guess, uh, with with this whole process for a for a producer, uh, what you know, what, what do you what do you what do you want a what are you what are you expecting a producer to you know do as they work with uh, with uh, with the Noble Research Institute in the days to come? That's a great question, Ron. Um, there's a couple of things with regard to, to how your, your, your pastures and how your animals and how the system interacts. So better understanding those metrics uh, for measuring ecological function or soil health, uh, better understanding those core principles of, of how this, this management technique may influence uh, forage production or soil health, uh, land monitoring, and then this, this key piece of economics. The other thing is is building some resiliency into the operation itself. Um, a lot of the the farmers and ranchers that we have been talking about are talking to across the nation. Uh, their success is built on multiple enterprises on the same piece of land, and so whether it's increasing production uh, based on new forage reserves or it's the idea of incorporating pecans or wildlife, uh, different enterprises that allow the farmer and the rancher to build some sort of, um, again, the best term is resiliency against the market, uh, against weather, uh, against climate variability. Glad you uh, glad you mentioned a couple of those areas. Uh, you've you've always had some some very interesting research and demonstrations uh, to help producers when it comes to areas like wildlife. You, you know, uh, incorporating wildlife into their into their landscape and into their into their acreages. Uh, and at the same time, you've got uh, some really some uh, uh, nationally known, internationally known, even uh, pecan research that continues to be a part of Noble. Are those kind of things? Are they going to remain as a part Part of the uh, of the puzzle, absolutely. And if I could start with that first one, wildlife management. Um, the first thing that comes out of a regenerative uh, acreage is typically the return and and the, the an increase in diversity of the wildlife. So it's something that's going to come about as your land gets healthier, uh, as as your your the complexion of your pasture or range begins to change. Uh, wildlife is going to enter into the mix. Do you want to, is the reason that that happens, is it to observe, is it to monetize it? Um, that's sort of the instruction that we can help provide and that help guidance. Uh, pecan management is an area we see regenerative orchard management, uh, particularly on the coast in, in crops like walnut and, and almond. But there's a lot of ground uh, that we can we can bring to pecans. Charles Rolla here at, at the Noble Research Institute is absolutely a leader in this area, uh, and he'd be the first to talk about the input costs that go into typical management uh, of pecan orchards, and is there a way that we can use a bigger system uh, to sort of mitigate or reduce the amount of input costs that, that an orchard requires? One, one thing that I, I noticed uh, in the release that uh, that uh, Noble put out in regards to regenerative agriculture was the fact that you you talked about the science, but you also talked about the economics, and it looks like there's an intersection that you're trying to bring together here. Absolutely. Uh, if we could go back to what the goal is, our stated goal is for through the lens of farmers and ranchers is to achieve regenerative land stewardship in grazing animal production with producer profitability. And that's a key part for this entire organization to focus on. The economics, we, we know two things. If I'm, 
if I don't make enough to stay on the land, then uh, a lot of those hopes and dreams and, and future management go by the wayside. Likewise, if I'm only uh, getting by, the first time, the first thing I'm going to cannibalize, if I'm, I'm basically just scraping by month to month, year to year, is, is long-term thinking. And so both of these come together and they work against uh, regenerative land management because of the fact I'm having to make short-term decisions based on economics. Our goal is built around the idea that without the economics, we can never get to regenerative land stewardship. You talked about the fact that, uh, you know, you go back to that uh, uh, set geography that you had a few years back and that you've started to expand that, especially as you've had the discussions about soil health uh, on, a, on a, even a national basis. How do you successfully leap? And I know you probably had conversations with a lot of your, your key players there within the Institute. How do, you, how do you successfully serve a more national audience with this regenerative agriculture for, uh, focus? Well, I can I can tell you we don't have all the answers to that yet, Ron. I think it's going to come through a lot of uh, historically what we've leaned on, particularly more regionally, is partnerships. So Oklahoma Cattlemen's Association, uh, are, that, those kind of relationships are going to have to expand into these in these states as we stepwise. Uh, relationships with NCBA, um, those type of relationships, uh, large influential not even large, but influential cattle raisers in different states, we're going to have to earn, one, their confidence and respect, and then we've got to be able to, to show them why we should be a good partner. But Noble Research Institute cannot go into all these geographies by ourselves. It's going to be through partnerships and collaborations. What's, uh, you know, what, as, as you've kind of dreamed about uh, how this uh, all happens, what's, what's, the, uh, what's the landscape, what's, what's the roadmap look like for Noble over the next, say, four to five years with this focus? Four to five years. I think one of the things for uh, your listeners to know is, is that we don't have all the solutions. We're starting this journey in many places ourselves. So over the next uh, four years, one, I think we'll begin to build new collaborations uh, across the nation that will uh, bring in certain expertise that we might not otherwise grow ourselves. Um, I believe our 14,000 acres will be uh, a wonderful demonstration of what regenerative conversion can look like. Uh, at the same time, we're going to be uh, sharing the fact that sometimes things didn't work out the same way we thought they were going to. I believe we'll be able to begin to work our way up the central part of the United States uh, in this time frame and begin to deliver this probably through the core of the Great Plains, which accounts for roughly 47 percent of the nation's beef production. So those would be uh, relative goals for the next three to four or five years. Steve, I'd probably be remiss if I didn't uh, at least ask uh, one question that uh, is going to be kind of top of the mind uh, when you start uh, pointing toward our nation's capital uh, with the new administration in place, uh, with the uh, with the uh, Democrats in control of the House and the Senate. We're hearing almost a steady drum be- uh, drumbeat already of climate change as a focus, uh, carbon uh, trying to capture carbon within the agricultural community, perhaps paying farmers, ranchers to, uh, to help uh, accomplish that. How, how does this all fit into this conversation about carbon? I think we're giving farmers and ranchers a set of tools that would allow them to participate in those markets and those incentives where they, can, where they could come to be. 
Uh, our focus is, is on the farmer and the rancher. Our focus is on restoration of the land. Uh, these programs are going to come and go, to be perfectly honest, depending on different administrations. And if we can equip farmers and ranchers with uh, uh, that knowledge, that monitoring, uh, that expertise that allows them to participate when those conversations come about, then that's a su- success for us. I would take it. I would. I would think that uh, we're also talking about uh, one of those uh, ideas of stewardship has been about the ability to pass that land on successfully from one generation to the next. Uh, it seems to me that regenerative agriculture uh, that that's one way that that you can help make that a success. Yeah, so many times, and I'm sure you've had this conversation where you've either asked the question or you've heard. Um, I've left it better than I, I found it, and I think that's. Uh, that can be a bit of a challenge if you're not focused on all these different pieces. And I, I think what we want to be able to do is allow that farmer and rancher to actually execute on that dream, uh, to leave that land in, in an overall objective, better condition than what they found it. Um, so many have that objective, um, but they may not have the tools to actually get there. And uh, it's a learning process and we're learning with them at the same time because we have the same objective. We'd love to leave this 14,000 acres that we manage today in a better condition than what, than what we took it over at. Steve Rimes, uh, Chief Executive Officer, President of the Noble Research Institute, a new focus for them called Regenerative Agriculture. Steve, you know, one final thought. In other words, if, if you had one message you wanted to give a landowner that is, you know, hearing this or, or has, has heard the conversation in various way, uh, fashions, uh, forms of fashions, uh, they're interested. They're, they're, they're curious. What would be your pitch to them that uh, they need to maybe uh, to buy into this and maybe get involved with Noble? Well, just give us a try first. Uh, the first thing to do is, is to act on that gut that says, uh, um, I'm interested in this. Reach out to us. Uh, the, the easiest way to do that is through the website at, at www.noble.org. Uh, reach out, contact us, and let's begin to have that conversation. As I mentioned a little earlier, um, we're on the same regenerative journey as well. Uh, we don't start with this announcement that we have all the solutions or uh, that we have acreage that you can come and visit at this point that is fully regenerative. Uh, we do have relationships with producers that have this. We can show you a continuum of just starting out to people that have been doing this um, for 10, 15, and 20 years. So uh, start the relationship, and uh, we'll do our part to, to serve you as you begin this journey as well. Thanks, Steve. Steve Rimes, the Chief Executive Officer and President of the Noble Research Institute, journeying along with us today on the road to rural prosperity. In Ardmore, Oklahoma, I'm Ron Hayes. We'll see you down the road real soon. Thanks for joining us for today's Road to Rural Prosperity podcast. You can join the conversation about how rural Oklahoma can prosper by looking for us on Facebook. And you can find our growing number of conversations on our website, ruralprosperityok.com. The Road to Rural Prosperity podcast series is a production of the Radio Oklahoma Ag Network and oklahomafarmreport.com. Proud to be a part of the family of the Funk Companies.